Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. And you are joined this morning by myself, Lawson. And sitting across from me in the studio this morning, we have my good friend, Brett. Brett, how are you going this morning? Really good. Yeah, glad to be back again. Yeah. Living your best life. Yeah. yeah. What did you get up to over your Australia Day weekend? Uh, well, it's Australia Day is also my dad's birthday. So ah, okay. um, some stuff related to that. But mm. yeah, otherwise not a whole heap, if I'm being honest. Just enjoyed the public holiday. Is your dad living around here? No, no. He lives up in Queensland. Ah, okay. So there was some, some correspondence. Yeah, some correspondence over the phone and ah, video calls amazing. and the girls, uh, my, my children making like surprises for him to show him. Uh, oh, that's cute. Things like that. So yeah, it was cool. That's amazing. Yeah, I had a great weekend too. I like jumped on a train on Friday up to Stewart's Point, which is just south of Coffs Harbour. I think it was like a five... Five-hour train rides. It's hmm. usually like a three-hour drive. And, um, yeah, headed up there for the weekend. There was the, the teen summer camp that I was at helping with the music and whatnot. Hmm. And we got in at, like, super late last night. <laughs> but, hey, I'm I'm living my best life. I'm, I'm kicking goals. I'm awake. Again, like, the biggest blessing of this year is that despite getting in super late last night, the studio... The Faith FM radio studio here is like less than a hundred meters from my bedroom where we've mm. currently moved. So I, and for, <laughs> for context, I live in the dorms at Avondale Uni and now the, uh, the radio studio is in the basement of the library here. So dude, we are just kicking goals. Like mm. we are, we're living our best lives. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm stoked, but getting in late, but also as well, like it was such a great weekend seeing kids really respond to the message of Christ. Yeah. Uh, hearing that Jesus had lived and died for their sins and resurrected as well and how he's offering them a new life and just seeing these kids like convicted and like mm. yes this is the life that i want to live it was it was really really powerful and incredible coming up in today's news we are going to be talking about planes mm. planes, space planes. Pla- space planes space planes we're going to be talking about texas mm. and we're going to be talking about nazis Mm. Neo-Nazis. Interesting. Bit of we a won't be smashing sport. them all together, though. That's right. They're, these are yeah. different stories. Also got Justin Lawman for our interview, too, and a Bible study in the Psalms. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are getting into our quiz for today. Well, for this week. Mm. Hey, do you want to give us our first quiz question here? Let's do it. So, the first question is, in Exodus 35... Moses calls for the people to bring of their personal treasures an offering. What is he collecting the offering for? So that question again. In Exodus 35, you've got a hint, you've got the chapter. Mm -hmm. Moses calls for the people to bring of their personal treasures an offering. What is he collecting the offering for? Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw. Well... We're switching things up, okay? We're not just having a draw at the end of the week. We're having a draw every single day for an amazing prize. Tell us about it, Shell. You are right, Lawson. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We are doing a book a day this week. Mm -hmm. So it's the same book, so you'll only win the prize once, and Mm. you are obviously more than welcome to continue playing each day for... um, for credit, but mm-hmm. you will only go in the draw until you win. 
and it is called The Atheism Prophecy, How Christianity Fueled Atheism by Ivor Myers. We will tell you more about it through each segment. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, you are going to want to do your best to try to get a copy of this this week. Absolutely. I'm seeing on our table right now, we've got a stack of five of these things that we want to give you absolutely for free, and we're going to be having, we're going to be spinning the wheel every single day. All you have to do is answer questions correctly. That's how you get into the draw, but you have no time to leave it. So again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And that question was in Exodus thirty five, Moses calls for the people to bring to the, their purse of their personal treasures an offering. What is he collecting the offering for? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Hey, Brett, mm. what is happening in the world of Good news, positive news. Well, um, one thing that Moses was not collecting the offering for was space planes. But that okay. is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, basically, um, I'm going to introduce you to Maggie. Okay. So, Maggie stands for the Mars Aerial and Ground Global Intelligent Explorer. Uh, it is a compact, fixed-winged electric aircraft, and it's powered by solar energy mm-hmm. and designed to soar through the Martian atmosphere. Wow. Yeah, so we're imag- like just imagine this little plane, but specifically designed for Mars's atmosphere, which is massively thinner than ah, Earth's atmosphere. So like okay. normal planes by our design can't really do it. Ah. Um, we've had like the Mars rover and things like that mm-hmm. before. Several Mars rovers, you know, r- wandering around on on their tracks, sort of mm-hmm. getting around Mars' surface. But now we're going to ha- be able to directly aerial um, mm-hmm. survey the place. So that's pretty cool. That is uh, incredible. That is so exciting. Yeah. I, I love space, you know, the the, the final frontier. Mm. And it, well, I think the more we learn about space and space, the more we do space exploration, ultimately the more we learn about God, like mm. the vastness of space and all that's there, we learn about the amazing laws of, well, that govern space and mm. that they're quite different and often inverse to what's happening here on this <laughs> earth. It's like, hey, but it, we, we really learn about the expansiveness of the god that we serve which is mm. much more than than our earth but we look at a ty- an entire universe out there yeah it's it's incredible what god has made mm. you know and the, the patterns in that and just just the sheer scale of it mm. and you know we think in in all of that space that exists and everything that exists in god's creation he's arranged a special place for mm. us humans these tiny little <laughs> specks yeah, essentially on, the, on this little rock in space yeah it's incredible yeah, so this is this is amazing, and I'm I'm wondering what in the design makes it unique to be able to fly in Mars mm. that isn't it like that that that's different from it flying in in on Earth. Yeah, well, they've had to design it um, to fly. I just double checked the statistics. It's mm. um, Mars's atmosphere is 160 times thinner than ours. 160 mm. times thinner. So we're thinking it's a very different environment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. So they, to for it to work, Maggie needs to have a cruise lift. They call it mm-hmm. a coefficient nearly an order of magnitude higher than the conventional aircraft. Mm. So essentially, the wings are built in such a way that they. And look, this is where the technical stuff sort of outdoes me a little bit, but um, the wings are built in such a way that they're supposed to work in Mars's atmosphere. Mm. So it's it's a little bit different. It's it's a bit of a compact looking thing. It's a funny looking thing. Um, it's worth googling. Mm. Um, it's still being designed. It's not completely finished yet, but mm-hmm. NASA's working on it as we speak. And um, yeah, it looks like it's going to work. Mm. Um, but yeah, basically different wing design. The solar power obviously keeps it constantly going. It's quite a small thing. You wouldn't mm. be able to put passengers in it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Elon Musk's not going to start giving yeah. us flights to Mars right now. <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's a pretty cool sort of situation. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, this sounds yeah. amazing. I'm I'm super keen to see what the results are as well. I mean, mm. we get shots of Mars kind of but like we either have on the ground Mars rover stuff or we have like distant you know, mm. Hubble telescope or whatever, mm. or James Webb telescope. Whereas this will be doing, yeah, like aerial yeah. aerial surveys of the place. And the, uh, an area always looks different mm. from the sky than it does f- on the ground. Like, yeah. And it kind of shocks you a little bit. If you go over an area that you know from the sky, you're like, whoa, mm. that's, that's what it looked like. Yeah, and it might be able to get really good close-ups on some of the terrain that the rover can't get over, you mm. know, because like, like Earth, Mars has its mountains. Mars has its sort of very difficult terrain. And, um, yeah, so it'll be able to get closer than a satellite will, but, you know, be able to access places in theory that mm. the rovers can't. Dude. So that's pretty cool. And we, so then we could start naming mountains on Mars after mm. stuff. We, we can start naming Good. mountains and territories and yeah. all kinds of things. If you get in early enough, there might be a Mount Lawson. Oh, there I hope go. so. No, <laughs> I, I, how can I, how can I get on? Bo- I mean, I mean, I feel like there, there's something monetarily I'd have to contribute to be able mm. to, to do that, which I'm definitely not in the position to, to outbid Elon Musk on calling like, the biggest mountain in Mars, Mount Lawson. I'm probably not <laughs> in the in the conversation for that. But hey, look, I, I would still like to. You know, it's 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 a dream of mine. Mm. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning. What what else is happening in the world of positive? Well, news? Uh, last week I when I was hosting as well, I, I came on talking about the Woylies. This um yes. this little species that's its population's massively increased. Mm. Bit more news for nature lovers uh, coming out of Western Australia. Um, and this is a pretty brief one, but there's um, some research being done um, mm. on this sort of station um, out at a place called, let me just get the name, Yalgu, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of in the middle part of Western Australia, but mm. inland. Um, yeah, so they've basically found 24 new species that have never been documented before. Wow. So 24 new species discovered like in this this area, in this yeah. station. Yeah, dude, that's incredible. That's a lot of new things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's great to hear too because, I mean... Uh, there is like, and we we find more and more variations in mm. in nature and whatnot, and being able to catalog those, being able to know that they exist. Do you know what like twenty four new species of is it different types of maybe bugs or birds or? Uh, it's different things. There's birds, lizards, marsupials, and frogs. Wow, included in the list. That's awesome. So, what kind of marsupials does it have? Does it have a list of marsupials? It there? doesn't actually. Um, I'd have to double check that. Mm-hmm. But um, the one I was look the pictures I was looking at shows like a different variety of bird that mm. looks like a type of um fowl. Yeah, like okay. um like a bush turkey sort of situation. Mm. There's definitely a new type of snake, oh. um a, sh- a southern shovel nosed snake, a variant of that. So that's oh, an interesting okay. thing. Okay, um, we've got a little lizard, mm. a um a spotted military dragon. They've called it, which sounds kind of epic. Maybe they'll, <laughs> they'll sounds, get an army together. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> spotted military dragon. That's what the way to scare that, off the medieval they, people, isn't do it? Do they hang out in packs? Is that their deal? Like they <laughs> they've systematized their uh, their congregation to like generals and unfortunately the article and I read tenants and does not say, but I hope so. Maybe I'll need to look more at maybe, spotted maybe military it's their dragons. Look, are they like super green or something? Are they like a no, dark? They're like or a little orange and white sort of thing, actually. Oh. Sort of orange, black, and white. Why are they military? I'm, I'm like, I guess I'm, it's camo in the desert. They're wearing camo. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
Hey, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> hidden in plain sight. Just mm, like, but spotted military dragons. Imagine saying you've got an army of military dragons. That's oh, just, that's so, just terrifying that's so, in and of itself. I've got military dragons, and then you show <laughs> it's actually just like a case with a bunch of lizards in it. Yeah. But hey, shout Quite out. small lizards too, about the size of a finger. So oh, okay. It's a bit it's, misleading. It's, uh, sad. Still, if they're ever allowed to be pets, they could be a great way to brag for your friends. You know, yeah. when your friend says, I've got a cat, well, I've got a spotted military dragon. Yeah, I've got I military dra- dragons and fighting fish. Like that's actually, I've got combat animals. Say, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're joined by myself, Lawson. You've got Brett in the hey, studio hey. as well, getting it done. And we're going to have our next quiz question. All right. The question is: What two books of the Pentateuch list the Ten Commandments? So the Pentateuch, we're of course talking about the books of Moses. Mm. The um, five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The question again is, what two books of the Pentateuch list the Ten Commandments? Mm. Amazing. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. And by Pentateuch, we mean... In the first five, they're, mm. they're, they're, they're in the beginning. So 0491-064-669, which two books list the Ten Commandments? If you know the answer to that one, you will go into the draw for the atheism prophecy, how Christianity fueled atheism by Ivor Myers. And it's getting into church history. It's getting into, ch- uh, well, church beliefs and doctrine mm. and whatnot. And, and I think the struggle between belief and unbelief that has happened over Mm. Uh, particularly the last couple hundred years since yeah. I would say that the early, early to mid 1800s where atheism started to begin to see a rise. And then after that point as well. And then yeah. particularly how, how much uh, being non-religious here in Australia has, has taken off and now mm. can is makes up one of the biggest faith groups. It's like, well, how did that actually take place? Yeah. How did it take place that, you know, the West went from very much being religious to where it's at today. Yeah, and it came from the West. There's no doubt about that. The Western yeah. world was the source of but atheism. Yeah. furthermore, and what Ivor Myers really gets to is how the Bible actually responds to this. Yeah, and that's has true. has a plan for this and very much considers this. And mm. guys, you need this book. 0491-064-669. We are drawing this not on a Friday, but today. Every mm. single day we are having a draw for these books. So again, that number, 0491-064-669. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And I got a couple of stories to talk about. Hey, over the weekend, Australia Day weekend, mm. you know, which is often and always contentious. A little bit. Talking about Australia Day. <laughs> uh, and the certain feelings or the sentiments towards Australia Day, particularly mm. towards the date of January 26th and mm. some of the some of the um, indigenous sensibilities towards or sentiments towards that date of or uh, indigenous sympathizing sentiments towards mm. that date and and you know they they're definitely something that can be sympathized with and it's it's although like it, it's it's i i've always thought it was a tough conversation because on one side you've got like okay obviously this date has a difficult history for mm. a particular group of people being the indigenous people but then it, for me for myself growing up it's like what does that date represent australian flags and lemington and pavlova yeah. and spending time and and it's it was always 
up until recently, it was always such a low pressure thing, you could say. Like, it was such mm. a, it was just a, oh, that's just when Australia Day is. Now it's change the date, whatever it may be. We don't really, I don't really want to get into all of that today. <laughs> but what I do want to get into is something interesting that took place down in North Sydney uh, at about 11.30am on Australia Day, where about 60 people... Uh, wearing balaclavas and black clothing, started to mm. walk around the streets menacingly and, uh, and and get into some interesting altercations. Now, this was actually a group of neo-Nazis. Mm. Uh, now, for, for maybe people who are uninformed, unaware, I think everyone knows what a Nazi is, yeah. which is the 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 19- No, no Germans. Ni- yeah, that's right. <laughs> the 1930s, the 1940s, there was a guy, his name was Adolf Hitler, uh, and he led a movement in... Uh, in Germany that would mm. become the popular party of Germany and would lead Germany in World War II to many victories but an eventual mm. defeat and a lot of their in terms of their their ideology and their uh, you know their politics was around nationalism was mm. around hate um and that you know particular hate towards other races outside of you know the Aryan race mm. and, and white people and whatnot um and that led to unfortunately the holocaust and and yeah the 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 history of the nazis is pretty storied and we pretty much all learn yeah. about it in in world war 2 class in in history class in high school mm. uh, now neo nazis and the word that we see neo uh, it's like a, a new version mm. um a revised version is usually just people uh, they exist in particularly the west and the united states and yeah. and in the United States is where there's a bigger presence of them, I believe. But here in Australia, apparently there's a presence of them. I've I've never I haven't really come across any no, neo Nazis. Never met one personally. I, actually, that's not true. I have met in my lifetime. I've met one neo Nazi, uh, one time up in the in the where was I? Like the Port Stevens area. Oh, I wow. had an interesting conversation with this person about what he believed. I was like. Oh wow! Like uh, that was yeah. I was I was quite, I was a bit shocked. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, these guys, these neo Nazis, they were uh, walking around the streets, marching the streets of North Sydney, and I guess silently making a point about how they felt about you know some of the sentiments towards Australia Day, and mm. their stance is very much you know well as neo Nazis. Uh, don't change the date because you know, colonization is a is, yeah, it's very pro, pro <laughs> colonization, sort of pro colonization, and but furthermore, I think particularly like neo Nazis, it's it's they're not called an extremist group for nothing. Mm. Whether whether you're pro the colonization of Australia or not, it's more so like also being pro whiteness, like the the very mm. much the racial element of that as well. Yeah, they're not as they tend not to be as obsessed with the political ideologies of Nazism, mm. like as in the state control and all that That's stuff. Right. It tends to be the racial stuff. It tends That's to be right. white supremacy. Absolutely. Yeah, the and because of these guys, and, and as it usually goes, uh, the the result of this is that, well, they were all met by police and uh, given infringement. Six of them were arrested. Mm. Uh, Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister of Australia, came out with statements against them saying, oh, mm. this is horrible, this is terrible, this shouldn't be happening in Australia. But then particularly Chris Minns, the New South Wales Premier, his mm. statements, he, you know, again, this is ridiculous and they're menacing and they're not welcome here in New South Wales. But then furthermore... You know, this really shows, and this is his quote, this really shows why we should be strengthening and tightening our anti-vilification laws, uh, particularly in relation to 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 speech and mm. these white power salutes. You know, we need to ban them. We need to, like, we need to, to, to 
to really put these guys on blast and, and ban these different things from mm. being able to be done in public so that these guys have no voice. Yeah. And the reality is, is usually when... And, and I think neo-Nazism is such... A, I'm, I'm just going to say it. It's a not only is it a terrible cause, it's a dumb cause. Incredibly so. <laughs> it's 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 so like racial causes. I just don't I just don't see the merit in them whatsoever. Mm. Like it just doesn't make sense. And I, I'm coming from a very like I mean I'm I am a white Australian, but simultaneously mm. like I I've been involved in a very multicultural community, and that's been. I mean, I've done my fair share of traveling growing up and whatnot, but ever since becoming a Christian, it's mm. so multicultural, and that's the blessing of it. Like, 100%. It's like all of these people gathering under the banner of Christ, mm. following him regardless of race or background or whatever it may be, mm. to, to build divisions on that. I'm like, that's so... That, like, I've received so much benefit from... And one of my best friends is Chinese. Like, mm. he's my, my best friend, Chinese guy. Like, some of my closest friends are from all over the world mm. living here in Australia or living in different parts of the world. I'm like, without that, man, the quality of my life would be drastically less. Like, mm. it's it's been such a blessing. So, to, to be fighting for white people rights like it's well well, jesus said go and tell the world right yeah jesus didn't say go and tell the germans he didn't go and say go and tell the british he didn't say go and tell china he said go and tell the world and so racism in and of itself is a, a ridiculous ideology my concern from these things though is that the governments of the day will often use the actions of these yes. fringe extremists that we can all agree, right? Their actions are abhorrent and yeah. should be condemned. But they use the actions of these extremists to justify in their hate speech laws having a go at Christian orthodoxy, yes. expressions of Christian orthodoxy, right? Yeah. Being able to simply say what you believe the Bible says mm. often gets caught up in these hate laws. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a sad thing. That- and, and that's the super unfortunate thing for for Christians is that mm. we'll, we will be, as, as Christian orthodoxy grows more and more radical compared mm. to popular culture, we will be swept under the rug with these, like, literal Nazis who yeah. we completely condemn 100%. and completely, as, uh, like, absolve us. We're like, no, we don't like these people at all. Mm. We want nothing to do with them. And, in fact, our movement represents nothing that their movement does. We we believe wholeheartedly in, yeah. in support, in love rather than division, all these things. Now, we have to say the, the caveat to that and the qualification of that is, like, under the banner of Christ in, mm. in righteousness. You know, we also yes. stand for for, for righteousness mm. and for the standard that Christ sets, but and and because of those standards that Christ sets, we also believe in loving people and being kind to people and giving people our all in terms of love and attention and whatnot. But it's yeah. it's sad that we get mixed up with people who are just committing blatant who are being hateful. It, it's, it's super unfortunate. Hey, let us know what you think. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And right now we are going to get into our next quiz question. Mm. So the next question is, which commandment promises longevity if kept? So one of the commandments, we're still looking at the commandments in the uh, two books of the Pentateuch that I won't Mm. spoil from the last question. Which commandment promises longevity if kept? Mm, absolutely. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And of course, our prize for today and this week is the atheism prophecy. Now, guys, if you didn't hear me correctly in the last couple of segments, we are drawing these books 
every single day, not just today, but every single day this week. We have five books to give out, and we are going to be spinning the wheel each day. So again, that number is 0491-064-669. You are wanting to get in for the draw. We are wanting to get these books out. And again, that question was, which commandment promises longevity if kept? If you answer that question correctly, you go into the door to win The Atheism Prophecy by Ivan Myers, How Christianity Fueled Atheism. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hectic. We'll get, we'll get into it a little bit more. We'll, we'll describe it a little bit more in our next segment. But right now, we have on the phone with us none other than Justin Lawman, Pastor Justin Lawman, to talk about all things politics and prophecy. Justin, are you there with us? Hi Lawson, how are you, mate? Oh yeah, I'm I'm killing it, bro. I'm really living <laughs> every, my best life. Every week you kill it, mate. Let's just face it. You just you're all over this. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm having a good time. I'm here in the studio. Like the biggest blessing. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I said this. Year, I've been saying this on air so much because I'm just like so stoked about it. Is that our radio <laughs> studio has moved to within 100 meters of my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Which, wow. well, I lost my license and it was like 40 kilometers away. So I was doing like an 80K round trip on a bicycle and now it's like 100 meters from my room. So I am winning every day. I cannot be more you, grateful. You are winning, brother. Like, How are you, Brett? How I'm going Brett? really well. Good to see you again. Or, or hear you, you as the first like movie. Two- 200 meters from the studio or you? you? <laughs> I'm, I'm a couple kilometers, not very far. Okay. Yeah, so I actually went on a bike today to get here. So. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'm doing what Lawson used to do, but with less kilometres, which is a great mercy. Uh, it's good to hear it, guys. Good to hear it. Dude, we are stoked to have you with us on the show. And we're happy to, we're really keen to get into some politics and prophecy. Also, I have a question here from a listener, Wayne, which you want to get into. So I'm like, I'm wondering, do you want to do this question first? or did Yeah, you have... give us a question. All I right. love questions. Here we go. Yeah. Wayne asked this. He says, good morning, blessing, blessings as well. Can you ask Pastor Justin, is this scripture in our time now or is it to come? If so, what peace will it be? be- uh, sorry, what peace will it be? Uh, because the world is getting worse all the time. It's First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 3. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So Wayne is asking, is that going to happen in the future or right now? When people are calling peace yeah. and safety. The context that that's given. And Wayne, thank you for a question, mate. Love mm. a question. That's how we all learn. And um, the context of that verse, First Thessalonians 5, is all regarding the events around the second coming. So mm. Um, mm. the verse before and the verse after, always when you're after context, you look at what's going on before, what's going on after. Mm. Um the verse just before, it's about coming as a thief in the night, so you know that the, the context here is the second coming of Jesus to the world, and what they will be saying, uh, that means the world, not the people of God, because mm. a few verses on it tells you about, you know, you're not in darkness like they are, so you don't, for you, it's not a thief. Mm. Um, so clearly, the world's going to be crying out for peace and safety. And really, that's gone up to uh, top gear since September 11, 2001, mm. when terrorism's a big threat. And so, every, you know, the, you used to be able to – I remember going into the cockpit of a plane while it was flying 
Wow. And, and uh, w- even in Newcastle back in the day, one of the, the church members is a pilot with Jetstar. He got out of the cockpit and came down and gave me a chocolate frog as I was flying <laughs> on the plane. It was, everyone around me, they go, who's flying the plane? Because he was clearly the pilot. But things were a lot more relaxed. And, and now as things around the world are growing so intense – and, I mean, there are fires everywhere this morning. That's what everyone starts to get anxiety. And, and the reason they say peace and safety is because they don't have that. They, they're, they're begging for it, and, and the politicians are promising that. Mm. And we're going to see that increasingly mm. come. Do we know the day and the hour? No, 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 no. So, we, we, yeah, we believe it applies to our time, absolutely. Mm. But... Um, the context is right before the return of Jesus to the world. Well, there's a lot of um, people saying we're in a period of unmatched peace and safety, even though the evidence clearly goes against that, isn't there? Like what you're saying about the politicians, um, often there's this this attitude that we're in a better state than we've ever been. You know, our society's more enlightened and knowledgeable than ever, and we're doing all this stuff. Um, and yet there is so much danger around, and things are getting worse and worse in, on many fronts, political, moral, whatever. You know what I've noticed, guys, is there's a people are waking up to the. It's really propaganda now. A lot of what mm. you've just said, you know, the the political side, and sometimes that's corporations and everyone's involved in pushing a certain narrative, and they just think the average Joe will buy that because you said it. Yeah. We're going to do that. Mm. Well, people are increasingly people are thinking for themselves and they're seeking alternative sources of information because the truth will always set us free according to scripture and it has nothing to fear from investigation so dig into it find it out but uh yeah it's (laughs) yeah the best of times according to one side and the worst of times according to the other so um, you've got we've got our lived experience and that is uh, a big indicator of what the world's mm. really like. It's part of why there's waning popularity of the establishment politicians, isn't it? Like, mm. gone are the days where, like in Australian politics even, that any particular candidate is overwhelmingly popular and if they represent the establishment. Like, I don't see people loving Albanese or Dutton, for example. They're, it's mm. often a lesser of two evils in our elections these yeah. days. That's the public discourse. So it's interesting. Being a leader, being a leader of anything in this day and age is really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> we People's have a- level of dissatisfaction is just, yeah, it's yeah. so fickle. Absolutely. We haven't had a politician, like, finish a term, basically, in, in, oh, in what, like, the last 15 years or something. Like, we're, and that is literally because of people's dissatisfaction. And it's interesting mm. you brought up finding alternative, you know, uh, alternative information. Like, it's also interesting because I, I, I don't, I, I think that finding alternative inter- in information is good and having alternative ways to get information is good rather than just from a particular establishment. But that's also given rise to some interesting movements and mm-hmm. some maybe some interesting subscriptions to certain, I would call maybe <laughs> some conspiracies and whatnot. But mm. it's what's better is it like a monopoly on all information coming from one side or yeah hey look there are some <laughs> kicky ideas that are going to get out there but at least people have the freedom to to be able to do some kind of 
of research that leads them to skepticism of a group of people that they probably should be skeptical of. Mm. Yeah, and never, never just listen to one side of an argument. There's always three sides, and sometimes mm. four. So yeah. take take everyone's in and and prayerfully with the Bible, the view the Scripture gives us to look through that paradigm. It's a very safe um, view yes. to look through Scripture. It's proven. Mm, yeah. So there's some things going on this morning, guys, to get into the conspiracies. Mm-hmm. These are facts. Um, big one, the big one. There's fires all over the world. Mm. This is from, in my view, it's big. There are three U.S. soldiers killed in a drone strike in Syria, Ooh. Jordan, just on the border between all those countries in the Middle East there. Mm. Uh, and it's at least 30 uh, seriously injured. There's, there's three more critical that may die as well. well now, uh, I've been saying for some time, I believe that there's going to be a conflict between the United States and Iran. Mm-hmm. There's been 159, 160 attacks so far on the US bases. There's bases over there in the Middle East. Every one of those attacks has one thing in common. The group that's done it are proxies or they they are backed financially and with weapons from uh, the Iranians. Mm. Are we talking Hezbollah? And, well, Hezbollah, up, you've got um, Hamas, of course, you've got the Houthis down in Yemen. Yeah. There are actually groups absolutely everywhere. Iran has has really, they want to see Israel destroyed no matter what it mm. does to them. They want Israel destroyed, and they see America as the big Satan who protects Israel. So this is not going to end well, guys. I think Biden needs a war. In, in, in As tragic as that statement is, he's in such trouble politically. Mm. Uh, the border has erupted again. Like the, it, December had over three hundred thousand they know of that that crossed the border illegally. Mm. Uh, broke the record, three hundred twenty or something thousand. Yeah. and it's breaking news <laughs> this morning that like there there are about ten states already sending National Guard troops down to the border. To you know, you've got federal agents taking the barbed wire down, and these these guys putting the barbed wire up. Like they're just. Stri- there is there is a power mm. struggle amongst American branches of of uh, the military and the government as to what should be done with the U.S. border in Texas. Yeah, the the federal court, the, the Supreme Court in the U.S. Uh, ruled uh, five to four that the the Biden administration has authority to take down barbed wire and. The things that uh, Greg Abbott, the uh, governor of Texas, is they're sick of people pouring into the mm. certain spots and the, the big point of contention is Eagle Pass. There's a park there that just people just are pouring into it. That's So Texans, remember, Texas existed before the United States. Yeah, the Lone yeah. Star the State. States, yeah, the Lone Star. They were colonies so, of England and the Texans were kind of, I'm not sure they ever even viewed themselves that way. They were just always independent. Mm. And well, they, they had are. been Spanish. They broke away from the Spanish. They did. Well, there's mm. all sorts of Alamos and things that went on that um, they've got a history of fighting. Mm. They are 
they're gun-toting. You can defend your property and your neighbour's property with deadly force. No problems at all over in Texas. So they want to defend their state with deadly force. And Biden, can you get this? The, the president who constitutionally is supposed to protect and defend the United States wants to open up the barriers to let illegal immigrants in mm. so they can be processed. So this isn't... This is getting to a point where people are getting angry and the effects that are happening, even the Democrats in Chicago are trying to sue the federal government because the African-American communities are being disenfranchised by illegal immigration so badly with schools, hospitals. It's the poor that really suffer. And the anger on this is huge. And they're trying to do a deal in the Senate right now with these, um, let's say they're not very uh, Trumpian in their view of politics, these Republicans who want to do a deal where they're giving amnesty to these illegal immigrants. And I believe that's why Biden's side wants this. They want to get another 10 million voters that will vote for them so they can keep Mm. winning elections. So. This isn't going to be good, and it has the potential, it's again, pray it doesn't, to actually become conflict between the states and and all the states have the National Guard. Mm. Mm. Biden can federalise these soldiers Mm. and say, well, now you're working for me, so you've got to do what I say. And right now, as you said, there's at least 10 states are, are sending troops to defend the border. This is unbelievable that states would have to do this. But that's the chaos that the border has come. It's a very deliberate thing that Trump had under control and Biden immediately removed the stay in Mexico stuff that was preventing this immigration crisis. Now, it's the worst it's ever been and the average American is really feeling it. Mm. So there's another flashpoint. Uh, there are flashpoints everywhere. China's economy is absolutely imploding, guys. Mm. Yeah, we don't we don't hear a lot about that, but the the Indian population has overtaken China in sheer numbers and continuing to go up where China's decreasing, mm. and they're going to decrease significantly. Their real estate uh, has gone through such a bubble, and it's people are really losing their life savings. The stock markets, I think they're $6 trillion down now. Mm-hmm. It's on every side. In Europe, the farmers are tired of the, the agenda of climate change and, and what was directed at them. And in France and other European countries, they are really... <laughs> Have you seen any of the footage of them pumping out the manure onto the government... Uh, offices and things. No, I have <laughs> seen footage. Oh. There was a, there was another uh, there was another um, uh, Louvre uh, Mona Lisa soup can throwing by, and it was. I see the farmers. pumpkin suit all over Mona Lisa. That was really smart. That's mm. going to help your cause. It's getting boy, crazy. Oh boy, it's getting crazy. So, um, on every side, and, and in the midst of this, we have the the primary season where Trump and Haley are the two left in the Republican side. Uh, There's a big convention in Las Vegas 
over the next few days that where the Republicans are meeting and they're talking about asking Haley, that's it, get out now, you're not going to win. Yeah, watch this space. Absolutely. Well, we're starting to run out of time, Justin, but thank you so much for coming on the program. And, yeah, there's obviously a lot going on in the world right now in terms of the politics, man, all over the world. Things are getting crazier and crazier. Amen, and you know what? Lift up your heads for your redemption draws near. Amen. Absolutely. Hey, Justin, thank you. We're going to continue on with the show. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.